0: What's up everybody? It's Friday and I'm looking forward to the weekend with more family time. And this weekend is kind of special as well because it is my little one's 8th birthday, which will actually be on Sunday. So, here's to hoping that she has an awesome day. And you know what? I hope everyone is taking the time to enjoy God's many blessings. I used to let things get me down and I would get frustrated all the time. You know, I would get angry and frustrated that things were not going my way, but I've learned that it was my perspective and is my perspective that needs and needed to change. God doesn't owe me anything. It is me who owes him everything. We can live life with a sour attitude, feeling like we have been slighted, or we can praise him for the love, grace, and mercy that he shows us every day. We fail him daily, yet he remains faithful. That is why he is good all the time and all the time he is good. I changed my perspective and chose to praise him at every turn. I believe that his word is true and his word says that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hebrews 11.6 I love this time of year. I love to see kids, you know, who are awestruck with the wonder and excitement of Christmas. For me, I'm still awestruck and full of wonder at the miracle of Christmas. Kids look at things with such hope, wonder, excitement, and faith. That is why Jesus said to come to him like a child. Innocent and full of wonder and faith. Kids don't require long, drawn-out explanations. They just believe. Their faith is in what is possible is unhindered. Literally, while writing this, in you know, this particular episode, a gentleman at church was doing some magic tricks for two kids, one of which was my youngest daughter. And it was so much fun to watch her response. She was blown away, in awe of what just happened. She was so impressed and excited that, you know, that, and that was refreshing for me to just be reminded of the joy found in looking at things through the eyes of a child. Go to a magic show and you will see two responses. There are those who are filled with wonder, amazed at what they just saw. You know, they enjoyed the show. Then you have those who are cynical and want to explain that this is fake and here's how they do it and they can't. Enj- they can't even enjoy the show because of their skepticism and negativity. They can't even see the magic, you know. And the magic is not in the trick or illusion that is performed. It is in the audiences, uh, the audience whose mind races with excitement. It is in the wonder of it all, not the person trying to be realistic at a magic show, but the one completely amazed at what they just witnessed. I feel like, you know. I feel like with we we treat God the same way, you know. There are those who look at God awestruck and full of wonder, amazed by all that He is and does for us, amazed at what Jesus did for us. He was there before time and will be there after. Everything was created by Him and for Him. Yet He stepped down off the throne and subjected Himself to the constraints of humanity. He became sin for us. Through, even though he knew no sin, he endured what no man could endure so that we could have a chance to be one with the Father, to know his love and have hope for an eternity. You know, then you have those who are cynical and full of skepticism. They just want to be realistic. At least that you know and that's what they say. But these people can't believe in anything that they can't explain with science or technology or their own intelligence. It is like a discussion I had with someone one time about the parting of the Red Sea when the Israelites crossed over on dry land. This person tried to explain that what happened was there was a low water level at the time and that the water was only ankle deep and that there was likely sections of the seabed that was exposed. My response to him was simple. I asked him, How are you not in awe that God drowned an entire army with ankle deep water? It is like, you know, people who try to explain away the miracles of Jesus. I read someone's explanation of how Jesus healed Jairus' daughter, whom everyone said was dead. They explained that, you know, she was not dead. She was just in a diabetic coma. I'm not quite sure how they came to that conclusion. But again, I am still awestruck that Jesus simply told her to get up and she did. Even if the person's explanation was right, Jesus still would have spoken the words and raised her out of a coma and back to full health in the blink of an eye. Sometimes you have to stop trying to make sense of everything God does and just enjoy the wonder of it all. Remember, his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. That is where we find ourselves today. Today, I want to take a look at the next miracle of Jesus. Matthew doesn't record much Uh, regarding this miracle but he does record two opposing views one view of the miracle comes from the people in the crowd they are filled with awe and wonder they are amazed by jesus saying nothing like this has ever been seen in israel then you have the pharisees who are the religious leaders in israel you would think they would be the most excited about seeing the power of god in their nation instead they accuse jesus of getting his power from satan matthew 9 thirty two through thirty four says While they were going out a man who was demon possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. The people opened their mind to the possibilities could this be the one we were promised? Is God doing a new thing in our nation? They saw hope after 400 years of silence from God. They now have hope that God is moving among his people again. They are not trying to explain it. They are just enjoying the wonder of it all, excited for what it it could mean for their nation. Then you have the religious leaders who are supposed to be the example of what a godly person is. They are the ones who dedicate their life to studying God's word. They should have been the ones who recognize the scriptures being fulfilled right before their eyes. They should have been the ones leading the way for people to put their faith in Jesus. Yet, we have a, a group of spiritual leaders who do not like Jesus and can't see him for who he is. They don't recognize the author of their faith. Instead, they tell the people that Jesus gets his power from the devil. This miracle was done right in front of the Pharisees and everyone else so they could not deny its legitimacy. All they could do was challenge its source of his source of power. They tried to explain away his power and keep the people in the dark by saying that he drives out demons by the power uh, of the prince of demons or Satan. We know this to be you know, completely asinine in every way and I'm sure the people knew it too. Satan doesn't You know, he doesn't heal people and free them of their suffering. He is the father of lies and deceit, and he was clearly manipulating the religious leaders of that day, trying his best to thwart God's plans through Jesus. However, we know that the light entered the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. We know that Jesus prevailed, and he snatched the victory out of the enemy's hand, and that is the victory that we walk in and claim in the name of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus. When God is moving in your life, you will have those who stand in awe at what God is doing in your life, the blessings, the favor, the promotion, etc. Then you will have those who will paint a very different picture. They will accuse you of all kinds of things, all kinds of things, none of which are, are likely to be good. They will try to explain away your miracle, like the devil is behind your success or something. To those who you know do those people just silence their voices in your life like the Pharisees? Those people are jealous and bitter and cynical about what they can't explain and what they can't understand. Stay away from that kind of thinking. It's the devil's playground. instead, look to Jesus and allow yourself to just enjoy the wonder of it all. It should be your goal every day to just be awestruck at the goodness of our God. Take time to just be amazed at what he has done and what he is doing, filled with excitement and hope for the future. It is very easy to get skeptical and negative when watching the news and seeing the direction we are headed, especially in this country. But God is still on the throne. He can still do a new thing. He can still bless you and protect you through it all and bring you out on the other side stronger and more blessed than before. There are two views, God's and man's. The one you choose will have a tremendous impact on the outcome and direction of your life. Thank you, God, for your wisdom and for teaching us through your word. Help your people to see things from your point of view. May we always stand in awe of you. Let us seek you with excitement and with wonder. God, I pray for your people and the battle of the mind that rages on in each of us. The enemy is clever and subtle with his schemes and he wages a war in our minds and on our minds, doing everything he can to impact how we see things, how we think, altering our perspective so that we don't see what you are doing, God, so that we don't have a God perspective. I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would bind the enemy and allow your people to see things with a God perspective. Help us to see uh, what the enemy is up to. Then give us the strength, Lord, to stand in his way, to hold the line. Let your people prevail in battle today. Guide us, Lord, in your ways and let our lives be a testimony of your grace and forgiveness. Let us be a witness for those who are lost and looking for the answer. And we will be faithful to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Amen.